What is? What is? What is? What is biblical counseling? Biblical counseling will grow you from brokenness to wholeness. The light bulbs are going off in my head. <laughs> this is like deep. I just haven't thought of it that way. It's mind blowing to me. I don't know if I've ever had anybody put it that plainly to me before. All this time I've been going to church, this never resonated with me. This is Transformed. And now your host, Assistant Professor of Biblical Counseling at the Masters University and Certified Biblical Counselor, Dr. Greg Gifford. Welcome back to Transformed. My name is Dr. Greg Gifford, and I have the privilege of being your host for the show. Today, we're going to be talking about biblical communication and specifically the principle of keeping current in your communication. If you were with us for previous episodes, I've been teaching through the different aspects that comprise biblical, healthy, God-honoring communication. And as you may recall, part of that is that we are good listeners. Biblical communication is founded upon the ability to listen to others, not to just pause and hear the noises that they're making. And some of us make stranger noises than others, but also to be able to understand what they're saying, even though they may not be articulating it well. So listening, listening to understand. The last few episodes, I've been talking about the idea of speaking truth and speaking truth, according to the scripture, is something that is to be done in love. So we do speak truth, but we don't use the sledgehammer of truth, that we want to be as loving as we can and whatever that looks like. So I remember one of my bosses saying, Greg, whatever the most loving way is to say it, that's the way that we want to say it. So we're speaking the truth and we're doing so in love. Today, I want to talk about the principle of keeping current in your communication. So grab a Bible, go back to Ephesians 4, if you can, in a biblical counseling context, this is the second or third principle that biblical counselors will use to teach communication to our counselees. When we have good communication because we're speaking truth and we're doing so in a loving way, one of the realities of that is that we do so regularly in an ongoing capacity. The Bible is going to talk about an immediacy in chapter 4 of Ephesians. So let me explain this, and then we'll begin to connect the dots to our communication. So verse 26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Verse 27, And give no opportunity to the devil. In verse 26, we have an admonition. This is one of the only places in Scripture where we see that you can be angry in a righteous way. Be angry, do not sin. Deal quickly with your anger. When you have unrighteous anger, you need to be willing to deal with it and to practice that with immediacy. That means that we're not going to let it fester. We're not going to stuff it. It's not going to bother me and then I fail to address it. That I'm going to deal with my anger in a way that is appropriate and timely. Now, just to be clear, this is not to be taken in an exact sense where you may be in Alaska and you haven't seen the sun in days and you're thinking to yourself, how do I practice this? Or perhaps you're in other parts of the world, you're in the Scandinavian regions and it's daylight basically 23 out of 24 hours. What does Paul intend to communicate that you are dealing with your anger quickly? You're not letting it fester. Verse 27 says that 
you're not giving an opportunity to the devil. How are you not doing that? By dealing with your anger quickly. Now I want you to look down at verse 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion. This is the idea of timeliness in your communication. That part of a communication skill is that you learn the ability to speak truth in love in a way that fits the occasion. You see, there are things that I could say that are just simply the wrong time to say it, and I'm still not there yet in my communication. And that's true for you. Yeah, it was true. And perhaps we said it with a really good heart. Our motivation was love for our neighbor. And yet it just wasn't an appropriate time to say it. You see, this third point of communication to keep current, it entails timeliness and immediacy. Let me see if I can explain this. When we talk about good communication, one of the realities is that for us to have ongoing, healthy, godly communication, there is an immediacy to the things that we're talking about. In verse 26, we're not letting things fester. You know what I mean by fester? I mean like starting to get infected. We should have just talked about it. Instead, I didn't say anything. I brushed it under the rug and now it's still bothering me and I can't help but let it bother me. That's the types of things that I'm talking about that fester. Biblically, we're practicing a sense of immediacy when things are bothering us, when we're having difficulty, whenever something is kind of annoying and we can't overlook it in love and show mercy, we have this reality that we need to practice an immediacy. I need to talk about it and deal with this thing. Our communication often breaks down whenever we move into this I don't want to fight, so I'm just going to stuff it mode. I don't want to rock the boat, so I'm just going to stuff it. But it still bothers me. I'm still annoyed by it. It's still a sin against me, but I'm going to stuff it and pretend that I'm taking the higher ground. Yes, I I don't want us to be difficult people who are fighting and cantankerous, but you do recognize that if it is an issue and you haven't genuinely forgiven it, that you do have to talk about it and you do have to keep that communication open. So instead of me seeing that it is the higher ground for me to just stuff it, I do need to see that I need to keep current in my communication. You see, it's not enough for me to have been truthful and loving whenever I first started communicating with you. It's something that if our friendship is going to grow and strengthen, it's something that I must practice in an ongoing way. To keep current in my communication, it means that I have the bandwidth as large as possible. There's no clogs in the drain, so to speak. That every day I see a call to continue to open up and to be communicative in order to have healthy, God-honoring communication. Nothing's festering. I'm not stuffing it. I might be a quiet person, but I'm not letting that become my norm that I am willing to keep current. When I keep current, that is going to affect the timeliness of how I'm speaking. Keeping current entails that I am learning how to communicate by observing when to communicate. Um, Just the other day, as I was getting home, my wife had parked the car in the driveway in such a way that it was hard for me to get in and out of the garage. Imagine this were my first word walking into the door. Hey, babe, you blocked me out of the garage. Oh, welcome home. Great to see you, Greg. How was your day? 
Yeah, you blocked me out of the garage. In that, I really did have to wrestle with, yes, I have to move the car to get in the garage now, but that's not the first thing that I want to say when I get home to greet my wife. Learning the skill of when to speak is part of keeping current, the timeliness that goes into your speech. So when we're thinking about this idea of keeping current, let me, let me juxtapose it and put it in a negative to illustrate. Yes, we speak truth to each other in love, but we do that, I don't know, once out of every 13 times that we see each other. That type of communication is truthful and it's loving, but it's not ongoing. And what you'll find is that, yes, there's truth in love, but there's a lack of depth. There's a shallowness to that communication. When we're wanting to strengthen our communication with others, there's a frequency and irregularity to it. Think about the person that you're closest to. Now, maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a sibling or a parent. The person that you're closest to, you communicate with the most regularly. Have you thought about that? You're closest to your sister because you talk to her a lot. You're closest to a parent because you talk to them a lot. You're closest to a spouse because you talk to them a lot. Your communication is going to be fed by and strengthened by your ability to stay current and to keep current on what's taking place. So if I just think, well, you know, like I'll see you on Saturday and we'll schedule a time to talk about the things that are truthful and I'll do it in a loving way. I am really undermining healthy, godly communication. So how do I continue to strengthen communication? I feel a personal pressure to volunteer speech that's truthful in an ongoing way. That's how we are keeping current. We're keeping current by doing this in an ongoing way. Not a one-off but that today, when you see your loved one, today, when you see your kid, today, when you see your sibling, today, when you see your girlfriend or boyfriend, that you know for you to be able to develop healthy, godly communication with them, you need to stay current. That's the things that are bothering you. That's the things that are exciting you. That's the things that seem mundane to you. You're willing to volunteer truth to talk about those things. Conversely, if you're holding things back and you're not letting a person close, you're not telling them about your day. You're not telling them what excites you. You're not telling them what bothers you. The reality is that your communication with them is going to be injured over time. Do that enough and communication begins to dry up. Why is it drying up? Well, it's drying up because you're not staying current in your communication. When we don't stay current in our communication, regardless of our motivations, our communication breaks down. We're going to take a short commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to explain what it looks like for us to do this with specificity. We'll be right back. Quick question. How much do you actually know about the Masters University and everything they have to offer? Because they have quite a bit that you may not even know about. They offer accredited undergrad, master's, and doctoral degrees in biblical counseling. Plus, they have over 150 additional programs. You can find out more about their in-person or online programs by spending some time at masters.edu. You can also drop into the campus for a visit. I know they'd love to spend the day with you introducing you to the Masters University. 
Hello, this is Dr. Gifford. Would you please consider supporting our ministry financially so we can continue to bring you Transformed? We would love to produce even more programs that show how the Bible can straighten out our crooked thinking and conform us more to the image of Christ. But we can't do that without you. Your financial support will allow us to continue creating Transformed to reveal how amazing grace is. If you're interested, you can do that at transformed.org. Hello, this is Dr. Dale Johnson. If you struggle with an issue, any emotional issue, we would like to help you. There are thousands of certified biblical counselors at biblicalcounseling.com. Please visit our site and find a biblical counselor who will walk alongside you to help you overcome your struggles. We would be honored. Welcome back to Transform. The world's definition of beauty is simply not found in the Bible. Instead, the Bible informs us that true beauty is defined not by this world, but by God Himself. And now your host, Dr. Greg Gifford. Welcome back. We've been talking about the idea of communication needing regularity in order for it to be healthy and God honoring. Now, let's use the last part of this episode to really take a second and apply how do you do this? And I want to try to give you principles to consider in this. Let's go through timeliness and staying current as part of our emphasis. And I want you to start by thinking through the time of day in which you best communicate. Now, some of you, you wake up in the morning and you guys just spring out of bed like a cheetah, excited for the day. And it's amazing. We envy you. You're ready to go on your 25,000 mile run at 5.30 a.m. And we love you. But come about seven o'clock at night, you're, you're pretty much done. It's hard for us to talk to you because you're ready for bed at your 8, 8.30 time. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, for others of us, anything before nine is a sacrifice. Uh, we feel like we're being rushed if we have to be at work by nine o'clock. But yet, come evening time, it's like our mind has seen the future. We can see in 4D about 10 p.m. at night. And for us, the time of day for us to do our clearest thinking is closer to 11 o'clock midnight. We feel like we can really see, understand, think in a crisp and clear way. When we're thinking about keeping current in the timeliness of our communication, do consider some of the giftedness and your own disposition towards what time of day works best for me. Time of day is going to take into consideration like, hey, if this person's not a morning, what do, what do we call a morning bird? Is it a morning bird or an evening bird? I don't know. You're a bird in the morning. If that's not you, then... Uh, maybe I should wait till later to try to chat with them. You know, the early morning hour, 6 a.m. is not going to be the best time to communicate. Maybe I need to wait till after dinner, and this is going to be when we can communicate the best. Think of um, the aspects that are part of your day. So some of the issues that come up is that we're trying to communicate, but we're just trying to communicate at the wrong times. 
Uh, it's not fair for you to say to your spouse, hey, can we talk real quick? And they have their bag in their hand. They have their cup of coffee. They're preparing to leave to go to work. And you want to have a long, drawn out conversation. It's not fair because in that sense, you do want to stay current, but yet you've really chosen an inconvenient time. And it now seems insensitive to say, hey, I got to be at work like this isn't the right time for us to chat. When we're thinking about the things within our day, there are going to be sporting events, work events, church events, and it's just not the best time to communicate. When we're keeping current in a timely way, we're taking consideration for those types of things. Let's talk about the difference between a professional and a personal sphere in terms of our communication. Personally, there are conversations that I love to have with colleagues. And I do that over coffee or I'll do that at lunch with them primarily. We're going to chit chat and we're going to stay current. And I think one of the healthy parts of developing friendships at work is that you have a regular point of contact to spend with your colleagues. But that also is going to mean that when we're working, it's not the best time for us to chit chat. In my context, people have classes to teach, grading to do, books to be researching for, and and it's not always that I can pop in and have a 30-minute conversation with them. But yet I can have a space at lunch where they're undistracted and they're able to talk. I'm going to maximize those times and I'm going to do my best to honor the professional work that they have to accomplish. You're thinking about the same thing to a certain degree. In order for you to have a good relationship with colleagues at work, you have to stay current with them and you got to make time to be able to speak with them. If you're too busy, if you're rushing in and out, don't be surprised if it's really difficult for you to develop a professional relationship with your colleagues. Yet, we are going to respect their professional obligations. So we're doing things like going to lunch, going to coffee, going to dinner after work, trying to find times on the weekends where maybe we get together. But the reality is that we see that keeping current in a professional sphere is the name of the game. It's part of how we're going to continue to develop biblical, healthy, God-honoring communication. Another principle that I would encourage you to consider, so outside of the time of the day and the difference between your professional and your personal sphere, think about this principle. In relationships, so friendships, dating relationships, marriages, in relationships, if something has come up, And maybe it's exciting to me. Maybe it's bothered me. Maybe you've sinned against me. What I am proposing is that in any of those scenarios, we have in the back of our mind a 48-hour principle where we are going to do our best to share that with our friend, our girlfriend, boyfriend, our spouse. 48-hour principle. Okay, so think about this. Have you ever been in a situation where something really exciting happened in a friend's life and they didn't tell you about it? You thought to yourself, you got engaged and you didn't tell me? What? I thought we were friends. What's happening in that scenario? Well, it wasn't that they were mad at you. Uh, It wasn't that they were trying to hold out on you. It's that they didn't share information with you that's an integral part of strengthening your communication. And it was a little disappointing that you didn't find that out from them originally. So when we talk about sharing information and following a principle of 48 hours, it means that I'm going to do my best to share that information that needs to be known with my friends in a way that is regular or a, a way that's timely. I don't want to hurt them by me not sharing with them pertinent information that would strengthen our relationship. Job promotion. I'm moving. I'm dating. 
I'm engaged, like whatever that aspect is within 48 hours, I'm doing my best to share that information so that it's not upsetting to them. Think about it in a negative way where there are times where keeping current means that I have to talk about something that doesn't excite me. Now, I joked about this in one of our previous episodes where I said, you know, I come from Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, to be exact. And many of you are Georgians as you listen to this. And sometimes as Georgians, we are known for not being the best at coming to a person and saying a hard truth and doing it in a loving way. Us Georgians can have a tendency to avoid difficult topics and to bless your heart while we avoid you for the rest of our life. And inwardly, we know that that's probably not what the Lord would have us do. Uh, When I talk about keeping current for us who would prefer to just pretend nothing happened, we have to see that in 48 hours, like if something's bothering me, the moon is never going to align just perfectly with the stars where I say now is the time that I need to go and talk to so-and-so. Now is the time that I need to go let them know how their actions have been affecting me, how they offended me the other day, how what they said really did embarrass me. And, I, and I, I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, but that is an issue. When we talk about this 48-hour principle in negative context, that means that you have an onus to be willing to go and to stay current in your communication with that individual where it, it really did upset you what happened. Now, you're going to find that if you don't have some type of inner, inner rubric by which you evaluate when you need to go, then you will continue to punt and delay and delay and delay so that you really don't want to go to them and you'd never find that perfect time where the moon aligns with the stars to go and talk to them. But you're failing in that way. You're failing to keep current. They can't read your mind. They're not always aware that they've offended you. You have an obligation to be willing to go to them and to do that in a way that is timely because you're trying to keep communication thriving in your relationship. I'll never forget uh, one of the counseling scenarios I was in. The wife would get mad at the husband and she would tell him about it. He would ask, oh, no, like, what what did I do? And she would say, you know what you did. (laughs) Have you been in that scenario? I shouldn't have to tell you what you did. He said, well, I I don't know. So she's mad, leaves. The next day, Caesar, are you still mad at me? No, I'm fine. (laughs) Just like that. No, I'm fine. I mean, in my context, it's like when you're still puffy, it doesn't seem like you're fine. But this husband would say, oh, okay. You said you're fine. Well, I guess we're good. (laughs) Hey, earth to so-and-so, she's not fine. She's just saying that. So over time, what begins to take place is all of these issues continue to build and she is upset. They're not resolving this. They're not talking. She says, I'm fine. He leaves her alone and goes on about his merry day and says, well, she said she's fine. Timeliness means that when it's been 48 hours since that original incident occurred and you upset me, I need to feel the pressure to go to you and to keep current in that. And if I, if I default to something like, oh, I'm fine, stuff it, Matt, just know it's like Mount Vesuvius. That thing will blow up at some point and it will come out in the future. So keeping current means I have some type of inner, 
in a rubric and evaluation for when it's been too long and I haven't gone to you and spoken to you about what's happening. When we're talking about days, guys, when we're talking about a week, whoa, 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 like this is way too long. Short of you being on an island exiled and there's no electricity on that island, you should be thinking, I need to step up my communication game and I need to go talk to them. I cannot default to passive peace faker here and pretend like everything is good. I can't just say that I'm fine. I have to be willing to keep current in order to maintain healthy relationships here. If I allow just a little bit of a clog to develop in our communication, before long we're stopped up and there is no communication taking place. So yes, I believe we should listen. Yes, I believe we should speak the truth in love. But the reality is if I don't keep current, the wheels fall off. So this third principle of communication is integral to ongoing, lasting, healthy communication where you feel a desire and a necessity to stay current and keep current in your communication with others. I hope that these have been helpful to you. I actually encourage you to write out the principles and to reflect on them, listen to understand, speak the truth in love and keep current. And what that will also be to you as an inner evaluation of are you doing these things? So let me pray for you guys as we end today's episode. And next episode, we will begin with this idea of attacking the problem and not the person. Lord, thank you for the listeners. I do pray that as they're hearing this, that whatever way it looks like that their communication needs to improve to honor you, that they would be humble and open to those changes. Some of our communication habits have destroyed relationships. And if we're humble and open and willing to bring those before the Lordship of your son, Jesus, we can not only see our communication change, but see relationships be strengthened through them. And that's what we really do want, Lord. So we ask for this in Christ's name. Amen. You know, sometimes we find ourselves struggling with some of the very same issues that Dr. Gifford is addressing here on the Transform Podcast. And if you have a specific question you would like him to address, you can email him at greg at transformed.org. Here's the deal. Though you can ask him any question you'd like to ask, be pithy and also include your name, though you can request that he call you anonymous if he uses your question on the show. Send your questions now to Dr. Gifford at greg at transformed.org.